Hey, thanks for tuning into my podcast. This is Big Head on the Block, hosted by me, Tim Henderson, aka Big Head. Welcome back to Big Head on the Block. Today we're going to talk about supervisors, not the good ones. We're going to talk about the bad ones, the ones who chose to harass people for no particular reason. And just to get this out the way early, I don't curse a lot on my podcast, but for all them, I came up with a model years ago. And before I release this podcast, I'm going to trademark it so none of y'all try to steal it from me. The quote is very simple. Fucking with me ain't stress-free. That's right. It will never be stress-free. If you come at me wrong, if you try to micromanage me, if you try to do anything that interferes with my career or my ability to be happy, I'm going to lash back. And most of the people that I worked alongside of felt the same way. So let's go back to 99, early 2000s. This was a funny one. The, the squad had 12 guys on the squad, and we were all tip of the spear guys. We were the, we were the alphas. We were young, energetic. We worked evening shift, three in the afternoon till one in the morning. So we handled the majority of the calls. Uh, is a high call volume during that time span. We got relieved at nine o'clock by dog shift. We would eat probably for about an hour, and then from ten till about one a.m. or thereabouts. You know, we would do proactive stuff. We would target the drug dealers, uh, the vice crime, the armed robbery. We try to make gun charges. We regulated the bars a little bit as far as when they had fights and stuff. You know, we didn't do anything inside, but um, they had a lot of fights at these bars and stuff at the time. So in this particular uh, in this particular time frame, this guy had just made sergeant, and they assigned him to our squad. First day of roll call, he comes in. He tells us what his objectives are. He tells us what he thinks, um, you know, the agenda should be, and that he kind of gives us an idea of who he is and everything. Well, all that was fine and dandy, and we were cool with him because we kind of knew who he was. we just never been around him a lot, and he didn't have a bad reputation. But this is what sealed the deal. He said, and I quote, if y'all don't listen to me, I will be on you like an 800-pound gorilla with bleeding hemorrhoids. Now, we looked at this dude like, man, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why would you tell us some stupid shit like that, right? Like I said, there's 12 of us. We're all young to the department, you know, within probably three to six or seven years. I don't I don't remember exactly. But, you know, we high speed, we motivated. So that didn't sit well with us. The first... First couple of days, we went out on a call, and one of one of the things that he wanted us to do was be back in the office for midnight, and he would make us sit there for 30 minutes, and then he would release us to go home at the end of the shift because technically we got off at 1245, uh, even though the, the shift ended at 1. So that's a lot of downtime whenever you're out here and you work and you want to work. So the first couple of nights, we were out in Tigerland, and we had uh, quite a few fights that spilled into the parking lot. And, and we were actually working, and I called him on the phone, and I said, hey, Sarge, we're not going to make it back in time. And he's like, well, who you with? And I told him it was about seven of us out there. And uh, he said, okay, but I could tell he wasn't happy about it. So the next day in roll call, he shows up, and Mr. Um, I'm going to be on you like an 800-pound gorilla with bleeding hemorrhoids, was not happy. And he said, I told you all to be back in at midnight, and we politely told him that crime was occurring in Baton Rouge and that we were actually in a situation where we were on a call or 
you know, handling something. It wasn't like we was drinking coffee at, at the coffee shop and eating donuts. We were actually doing our work because back then we loved to work. We didn't want to sit in the office for 30 minutes doing nothing. So that being said, he said, next time y'all are out there, I want somebody to call individually because the first night that it happened, I called him on the phone and I, like I said, I told everybody that was out there. I told him everybody that was out there. So he said, I want everybody to call me individually if y'all going to be out. Okay. So you drew the line again. So that's two lines you've drawn in the sand and we're going to keep pushing, right? Cause fucking when me ain't stress free and these other guys wasn't really intent on, uh, on following his lead either. So that night we get back and we're, we're actually in Tigerland again at some bar fights and stuff. And when 1230 comes, cause we're 30 minutes late getting in, I call him at 1230 and say, Hey, Sarge, uh, this is Tim. We're going to secure from the field, which means that whenever we finish with the call, we're just going to go home because it's at the end of our shift. That way he'll know we're safe and the dispatchers will know that we're not on the call anymore and we're safe. You know, and that's the objective of him wanting us to come in early is to save him from having to do any kind of late paperwork, but also to have us uh, reined in to where we wouldn't get into anything because when you're young and you work game with chief, you get in a lot of stuff. So on that particular night, I said, you told us you wanted everybody to call you individually. I said, well, hold on a second. So I handed my phone to the next guy. He handed it to the next guy. And we all told him individually that we were not going to make it in because we were out on the call. And I'm sure it gave him the red ass, but guess what? You started this fight. All we were doing was trying to have a nice roll call a few days ago. So the next day in roll call, as I'm passing by, he looked at me and he said, boy, you a cowboy, huh? I said, that's right. <laughs> you got me right. Now, I don't have no ill feelings toward him, but I'm not happy with him. And like I said, I'm an alpha personality. I'm not going to let you fuck with me. So we get in the roll call and he starts bellaging again. Well, we, we continued to play this game. And about three weeks later, if I remember the story, may, maybe a week or two difference, but uh, he wound up putting in a transfer and went to another squad. That's a classic example of how you made a good first impression as a bad supervisor. Now, he's a good dude, and he may have been a good supervisor where he went, but we wasn't going to tolerate that kind of uh, rhetoric. Back to the old saying, fuck it when me ain't stress-free. We, uh, we proved to him that the united front we had was stronger than his 800-pound uh, gorilla. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Big Head on the Block. I'm Tim Henderson, the host. I look forward to dropping another podcast soon. Please give us any comments, likes, dislikes, or any topics y'all would like to discuss. Thank you.